Hi, and welcome back to the First Quarter Club. I'm Joe, and this is Hannah, and we're bringing you new episodes every Monday. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the First Quarter Club podcast. I'm joined today with Sam Marie and Joe, as always, and we're going to be talking about their new startup business. Um, we've recently found, I think you guys on LinkedIn, it was on, on, on a page that we saw and we thought, you know what, this is going to be a great opportunity to invite you guys on the podcast. Perhaps talk about, you know, because it's quite an early business and you've only recently started. We've obviously seen a load on social media, lots of great marketing, and we just really wanted to find out more about yourselves personally and also um, how you've got into this business and some of the trials and tribulations that you faced on the way. So um, welcome, San Marie. Yeah, hi everyone. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> hi. Um, I did actually know you guys found us on LinkedIn, so that's really interesting. Yeah, um, no, I, I saw a, a friend or a, a, a previous friend of mine um, on LinkedIn, and I think she'd reshared or liked um, one of your posts. I think it was, and that's that's how I found you. And oh, okay. just start, then we just started. Um, sort of following your Instagram account and seeing what you was about. We was, I said yeah. to Hannah, like, this is such a cool project. Yeah. Um, I was like, we have to get these guys on. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't actually, my LinkedIn post actually weirdly attracted a lot more attention than I thought it was, which was actually great. <laughs> um, I got a lot of people like messaging me and being like, oh, this is so weird and fun and kind of like old school friends that even reached out, um, which is actually really fun. Um, but yeah, great platform. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the first, the world's first and only carbon negative toilet paper, right? Yes. So that's excellent. I think um, I, I can't remember the exact words, but bamboo and plastic free was mentioned on your Instagram. So that's incredible. And I think I, what, I, what really caught my eye was the the marketing in terms of some of your posts and the colourful toilet roll pictures. And it's quite a cool idea. And we just wanted yeah. to like find out more about, you know, what started this idea? Where did this motivation come from? And just a bit about yourself and your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, well, well, we're, 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 where do one, we start? Birth. No. Uh. <laughs> no, no. So, well, so obviously went to school, had like normal education, all of that. And then I went to Exeter University. Um, so nice in like Devon by the sea. I'd never been there before, which was a nice new experience for myself. Um, and I met Tom, the other co-founder there. We were in the same halls in first year and kind of, yeah, became friends and kind of with friends throughout uni. And then kind of second, third year, obviously you get a bit close with friends. You kind of start talking about like aspirations and dreams and what you kind of want to do after you leave uni and people start looking for jobs and that kind of thing. Um, and I think it was like second year, Tom was studying business economics at Exeter and I was actually studying, well, English literature. Um, so it was quite of a weird match together, but Tom has always been very like entrepreneurial in his like mindset and he's always like looking at the new thing and he, he even like taught me like what an IPO is and all these like business terms I'd never even heard of. I was very uneducated in the business sector. So he definitely planted all those seeds in my mind. Um, and then, yeah, I guess you kind of just get talking, look at all these businesses around you, see who's doing well in this sphere. And obviously as you're getting older, you're thinking about jobs and it all becomes a lot more interesting to you or it did for me. Um, not Obviously it doesn't to everyone. Um, and Tom and I are obviously both very environmentally conscious and we do have a passion for the environment. We both love traveling and seeing the world and obviously seeing the wonderful natures of the world. And we know that if we want to carry on traveling and have other generations travel, then we need to obviously keep it safe and, you know, nurture the world that we live in. And I think we were just like sitting one day and we saw the fact that 27,000 trees a day are cut down for the use of regular toilet paper and, it really like took us back 
and shocked us. And yeah, it just kind of spiraled into conversations, research. We saw what other bamboo toilet papers, recycled toilet papers, any sustainable kind of toilet paper that was in the market and did a lot of research about that, found some followers in the market, found some newly entered people in the market. Um, then COVID hit. <laughs> so this is like, this is like October, September, October of 2020. And then COVID hit and we were in our final year at uni. Um, oh no, sorry, that was like November, December. And then COVID hit in March and we were all sent home in our third year at Exton. Everyone was just like, oh, okay, bye guys, see you soon. Kind of like, packed up our rooms but not completely left uni and that was kind of that and then COVID properly hit and then we were like okay this is a bit crap everyone's at home doing exams I was writing my dissertation and kind of like no conversations were had about it and it was a bit you know a bit of a dull time as I'm sure everyone (laughs) was experiencing at the same time um and finished off our exams didn't go back to uni um, kind of had to go back, pack up our stuff like during lockdown and then come mm. home. Um, and then, yeah, I think me and Tom just kind of got talking about what we were both doing and ideas kind of spiraled, as I said, lots of research. And it kind of came to the point where the job market was looking quite dire for both of us. And we're like, well, we do want to do something sustainable. I'd apply to like six or seven like amazing sustainable companies that I would like have loved to work for. Um, mm. <laughs> didn't didn't have one reply from any of them. And like my dad kept being like, oh, Samri, what jobs are you applying for? And I was like, oh, I've messaged this really cool, like, eco company. I remember I messaged Oatly as well. Um, to be fair, this was before their whole lawsuit, which I didn't really agree with, but <laughs> messaged <laughs> Oatly. And um, I was like, oh, I love your brand. And obviously, I still do. Um, and I heard nothing back from them. And I was just like, this is bottom. This is sad. This is, yeah, not going well. So me and Tom kind of thought, well, it's kind of now or never. Do we want to do this? really buried ourselves in even more market research um and yeah that was kind of where the idea was born and kind of started to get feet and kind of we kind of started to run with it if that makes sense yeah absolutely and I suppose kind of things work out for a reason right so you obviously got rejected or ignored like you mentioned in a couple (laughs) of scenarios but I suppose looking back you're, you're probably like quite glad that happened in a weird sort of way because it really gave you the motivation to just start something off the back and on your yeah. own and doing no, something absolutely. that you actually really enjoy yeah no 100% and I definitely wouldn't be I wouldn't have started Bazoo with Tom if mm-hmm. you know I'd applied to jobs in my third year and probably got accepted and I probably would have been climbing the boring corporate ladder or probably doing mm-hmm. something that I hated potentially maybe you know who yeah. knows um, exactly yeah and it's nice that you can relate it back to sort of your your own mission statement in terms of like your like beliefs and you said you like traveling and it's nice to relate it back to actually to something that you both enjoy so that's really good Mm. yeah so 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 you're both sort of uh amazed at uh the um environmental impact that normal toilet roll has and Mm -hmm. you know just sort of flicking through your website before we um looked at this and saw the stats and that how do you go from this idea and and wanting to do something to all of a sudden launching uh, and getting to the product what were the sort of first sort of steps that, that you took to uh in this project well it was definitely you well I guess the first kind of thoughts you have is okay what would we do if we could do anything right and then it's like okay amazing you know you could start this toilet paper company that was like ultra sustainable and it got it used bamboo and it was like ultra soft and it was incredible and you would do a b c d and then 
you obviously, not to be boring and reuse the word, but you kind of research a little bit more and then you think, okay, actually A is not really attainable, B would cost a lot of money, but actually C and D do kind of work. Would that make us a good business? Would customers buy into that? And would we be proud to represent a company like that? And you kind of have all these tick boxes and you go through them and what are your dreams and what do you want your company to be and what do you want the sole focus to be? Um, and then kind of see, yeah, what you can and can't do. And that kind of led us to starting it and deciding to do something. For example, with the carbon negative, um, we always said from the beginning, we wanted sustainability to be at the core of the business. And we looked at other players in the market and lots of them are carbon neutral on delivery or just carbon neutral offsetting like their employees, carbon emissions, that kind of thing. Um, and we just thought, well, obviously the world's definitely going towards this ultra green sustainable it's like a wave and a movement that's coming albeit a little bit slow but it is coming and we are definitely moving into it and all these businesses are going to have to start you know Mm -hmm. offsetting their carbon emissions and that kind of thing um so we thought well why do we want to go half-heartedly and go carbon neutral why don't we kind of go the full wham and go carbon negative and why don't we offset our emissions by 200 percent? and how do we do this and who are we going to do this with and a lot of emails late and a lot of phone calls and a lot of discussions and, you know, heated discussions and happy discussions. And then you kind of, you kind of get to this like, like molded kind of empty business. And then it just kind of fills up slowly with, yeah, lots of work basically. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the, the product itself and the service that you provide, why toilet paper? Because obviously there's, <laughs> there's obviously quite a few different routes that you could have gone down. What made you decide on this option? And what were the other sort of like close callers that you, you may or may not have discussed in your planning stage? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think, well, yeah, obviously without giving too much away, there are obviously different products that we want to expand mm-hmm. our range into going forward. So it definitely doesn't stop at toilet paper for bazoo um however the reason why we first went into that uh i think let me think i don't i don't know it just well i guess you can look at like kitchen town there's like tissues and there's nappies and that kind of mm-hmm. thing but i guess our research just started with toilet paper and it was something that we knew so personally i don't use face wipes i have like face washes so we were like okay mm-hmm. you don't like you start with the things that you know don't you Um, oh absolutely yeah and it's yeah it's such a simple but like effective product obviously as well because it's so common and you just don't so I think a lot of people also try and overcomplicate business startups and things like the most um like complicated or complex idea that's something that's gonna be completely new completely different but you can just go really back to the basics and just make it really great so I think that's almost what you've done like just in really simple forms yeah I think I think that's I think that's one of the things that when we were sort of looking through the profile it was like that's something that everyone has to use every day <laughs> yeah but, but it's, it's such a that you think oh my god like how, you almost think oh how has no one thought about this and, and then you sort of look into your sort of your uh, business and that and also getting a little bit excited mm. for you in terms of like <laughs> wow like I, I, this is such a like an amazing product that that you know, without being rude it's so simple but actually it's yeah. so needed no mm. absolutely no absolutely yeah and it's not it's not an offensive thing to say at all it's definitely i think the best business ideas are sometimes the most simple ones um and yeah as I said you just kind of start with what you know and Tom and I 
are, you know, both users of toilet paper. So that's kind of where <laughs> we decided to plant our first seed. But yeah, as I said, going forward, it definitely won't be the last one. But it was just what worked for us and what led us to starting. Mm-hmm. So had you had any other previous business experience before you jumped right in at the deep end? No, I honestly, I had, as I said, <laughs> I was literally an English lit student. Um, I actually thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Very boring, I know. Um, right. I... I Honestly, all my CV was since I was like 16, working my way up through my third year uni was just lots of law work experience because I was like, oh, if I want to be a lawyer and get a training contract and all that boring stuff, um, I've got to have so much experience to show for it. And I did do some work experience, which I absolutely loved. And I was quite set on being a lawyer. Um, but I did also feel personally, in my opinion, that I was kind of selling my soul for a little while, especially because I didn't study law at uni. So I thought, oh, I've got to then do another two years of conversion, like courses and all that kind of thing. Um, but no, before this, honestly, I'd never done anything really businessy. Tom was actually the one he has had. It's a shame he's not here because he could tell you about all the businesses he had <laughs> when he was younger. He used to like keep a quail and sell quail eggs. And then he like made jam from some kind of berries and sold them. And Brilliant. <laughs> washed cars and had his own like business doing this and that. And honestly, coming to uni, had a lot of pocket money from all these little businesses that he'd started up, which are quite impressive um so no definitely the whole business mindset 100 percent came from him nice oh. and and just in terms of your page as well so we can see we, we've been following your page for a couple of weeks now i believe and we can yeah. see the the followers you know gaining every single day like it's really taken off and yeah. i guess one of my questions is you know when you're first starting a business and you like you mentioned you've had not not had much experience in terms of marketing and, and actually putting a page out there before what were mm. kind of the first steps that you took in terms of getting yourself out there getting yourself known your website and things like that just for some of our listeners that might be you know interested in starting off their product but don't know you know how to get it out there what did yeah. you do um okay so from well we started with our family and friends i think that's obviously the most important because that's kind of like some guaranteed customers um we literally just absolutely flagged down every friend teacher family member that we know and we were kind of like this is bazoo this is our new business venture and kind of shoved it down their throat and (laughs) i can just imagine like your family members sitting there with 500 toilet rolls (laughs) yeah exactly we were like you have to buy it you have to invest etc etc um but no so that's where we started and obviously then you have to believe in your product. So obviously then word of mouth, if I gave it to a friend and they had siblings or they had parents or friends that came over, obviously you believe in your product and if they like it enough, they'll talk about it. And there are obviously some people who are more naturally going to talk about things that they bought recently and they love um, and some don't. And that organic growth has been really, really good for Bazoo, which is great because I think it's a really good reflection of the product itself. It means that people are liking it. It's good quality and they're happy to then share it with their friends or give them mm-hmm. a role to be like, try this because I'm trying this and it's great kind of thing. Um, so yeah, definitely started with family and friends. And then I would say, to be honest, you, you just kind of have to start. I think I think a lot of people like try and like strategize at the beginning too much and they don't actually just kind of jump in and get involved. Whereas we just like immediately start on Instagram, started posting photos of ourselves, which also was important because we had to have a story with the whole toilet paper. I think it would be boring for people just to, you know, look at photos of toilet paper. I love following other brands on Instagram and seeing who's behind the brand and what their background is kind of thing. Um, so we definitely channeled that in the Instagram. Um, yeah, and then, as I said, organic growth. And you just do the classics. I mean, it was also a lot of Tom would, like, be watching 
YouTube videos and talking to people about businesses that they'd have mm-hmm. uh, any YouTube videos that like have advice on like the top 10 things you need to do to acquire customers, top 10 things you need to do to like grow your customer base, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nonsense to sift through, but there's always like a few gems in a few places. And if you watch enough content, you kind of pick up on a few things that are actually, you know, a common denominator and that every business does and that you need to be doing. Um, for example, email marketing, I think Tom found out it was like 30% of your revenue needs to be coming through email marketing. And we were like, oh gosh, okay, we don't have a very good email marketing plan in place. Let's do it. And we kind of nailed that two weeks ago only after having been live for five weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, research basically, and just listening to a lot of advice around you. Yeah. So, so, uh, uh, so how, how old actually is the business? Sorry, I, I, I've missed. <laughs> Did you say it's only five weeks old? So, yeah, so wow. we only start, well, this is probably about six or six and a half right, right now. Okay. So we, so we started in November 2020 and that's when we like officially registered it and set everything up and said, okay, yeah, we're doing this. Um, and then we did pre-orders. So, well, then everything took a long time to kind of get ready with our supplier and make sure everything was good. We had to go through quality checks, the toilet paper, the printing and make sure the, <laughs> You know, the wrappers Sorry. and the designs and everything were all perfect. Yeah. Um, the quality testing was funny. We did. We <laughs> Sorry, did. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to <laughs> No, 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 not at all. We actually did. Uh, we didn't do that quality testing. We did right, it blind. Okay. We did it blind at the table, actually, with my family. Right, um, okay. So <laughs> everyone had to close their eyes and we gave them a few samples of competitors and then a few samples of, like, supermarket brands and mainstream, like, Andrex and Cashel and all that. And then we gave, like, ABC that our supplier had given to us. Um, mm. So there was a lot of feeling, closed eyes, rubbing on faces, you know, sniffing, tearing. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot to decipher which which was the best quality sheet. Um, yeah, and then we did a lot of that. And I forgot where I'm going with this now. <laughs> yes, no, so, so you really, I, so I didn't realise how, like... Um... Oh, how, oh, how new we are, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no. then we did a lot of that, and then that took us to, I would say, like... Uh, May around May then we were kind of ready and then June we started doing pre-orders we did pre-orders for four weeks and that was all family and friends and then on the 28th of June we officially launched our website and that was all then live obviously we've been working on the website for about eight weeks prior to that Um, and then yeah so I think we've now had six weeks officially live to the public Mm. Um, yeah Fantastic. Wow. And also during a pandemic as well. How oh, have you found... That, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, how have you found that over the past? Obviously, when you, you mentioned when you started planning for all of this, setting up the business, etc. And it's gone through the whole, you know, COVID situation. So yeah, uh, has that made an impact in terms of the suppliers or, or have you had to come over any hurdles? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously positives and negatives. On the positive side of that, it wasn't like Tom and I could, you know, go on holiday or there were lots of like events happening and there wasn't too much work happening. We were all just sat at home. So there was a lot of time for, you know, FaceTime calls and, you know, dreams and aspirations and conversations and all of that, which definitely helped grow the business. I think a hundred percent. Um, cause you kind of need this, you need to give time to these things. Yeah. Um, on the negative side, well, also on the positive, you've got everyone sitting at home as well. So like now, I guess it's a little bit different now as we're out of lockdown, but a lot of people are still at home. They're not necessarily on holiday. Um, obviously, all the toilet paper went off the shelves in the last lockdown. So very true. Yeah, something that people are also like aware of. 
Um, if there is going to be another lockdown, people are going to be looking for toilet paper, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, yeah, I did- people are just on their phones more, I think, at the moment. To be honest, I didn't even think of it like that. But you're so right in terms of when I think about me going to work or, you know, my colleagues in the office, I'm pretty sure the corporate organization, they, they buy it in bulk from a very cheap supplier. And mm. it's probably the same for lots of restaurants, bars, office spaces. Yeah, when people are at home, you know, they're going, they're popping to their local Sainsbury's and getting like a six pack toilet roll. So it's like, it, it makes you go out and buy if you're staying at home quite a lot mm-hmm. and it looks like for the foreseeable future a lot more people are going to be staying at home rather than going back to the office or going exactly. out as much so yeah that's a really good point yeah no exactly and yeah that's definitely a positive that we take them from it mm-hmm. um yeah 100 percent. yeah pros and cons right yeah and and also there was just one point um that caught my eye on your website when i was looking a couple of days ago and that's the um subscription service i believe you offer yes so um yeah i think i think a lot of like small businesses are sort of missing a trick here so do you just want to touch on that briefly and explain why you chose a a subscription-based service and you know sort of like the benefits of that yeah absolutely so well tom and i completely agree on this that in today's world and obviously in the market that we're we've got the business in subscription models are definitely the way to go if you've got an e-commerce website and obviously your product allows for that um we've seen it with you know companies like small and the whole dishwasher tablets and now my mum mm-hmm. has dishwasher tablets on subscription she doesn't have to think about that when she goes to the supermarket um and it's just easy like standing order don't think about it it comes and that's it really um and there's loads of stuff like that there's like female sanitary products that are doing that there's male razors that are doing that there's female Mm -hmm. razors there's so many companies who are doing that and I think it's such a good model for people who you know it's a product that you're going to need to order like razors and like toilet paper you're going to need to order it because you need it in the house because you use it almost every day um and yeah it's just a way of well I guess getting repeat customers right yeah exactly and cementing the customer relationship as well because you don't want Mm -hmm. someone to just buy bazoo once and then you have to go back onto the website and re-enter your details all over again if you want that toilet paper otherwise Mm -hmm. it's 100% easy to just walk into Sainsbury's and buy it off the shelf yeah Um, also getting it as a slight discount as well so I know yeah for example I do it with HelloFresh and um that's very common and I think a, a lot of companies do it for food, of course. But in terms of it, you make, you make, it makes you feel valued as a customer because you get a lot of like cheaper deals in terms of if you subscribe for X amount of weeks, you know, you get a percentage off. And mm. yeah. I think that really does t- like almost tie you in, but makes it like a reward almost. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, the 10% is definitely kind of be like, Brilliant. thank you for keeping on to us. Yeah. And hopefully we'll keep delivering to you. And it's also meant to be hassle free because it's meant to be like, you don't really have to think about your toilet paper but you get an email before you're charged and it's like, okay, do you want to extend? Do you want to skip? Do you want to bring it forward? Do you want to push it back? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's all about making it easy for the customer um, and yeah, building that customer relationship really. And it's peace of mind for the customer as well, right? Because they know that they're doing something that's going to help the environment. Like yeah. every little step that people make is, is, is accountable. So yeah, yeah, I think that's really nice as well. 100%. So, so what, what, apart from... Um... Oh, hang on. Might have to cut this bit. Pause. So what? <laughs> sorry, I've I've been making what with the, with the podcast. I make, and hopefully our listeners do as well. I like to make so many notes, and I like to have questions and things because, as I say, as we're naturally talking, it's just this, yeah. You you come up with bits and bobs. But one of the things I've noted down is sort of any risks or anything that you thought mm, not too sure about that because say maybe because if 
your first business mm. um you know if i was doing this or something there'd be so many things being oh i don't know i don't know about this i don't know about that did you ever feel like that you had a risk or was it just like let's just go for it let's just see what happens or was it are you a bit more conservative um no 100 percent. i would say i think every day there's probably about 100 conversations that are like oh should we do this or should we do that or should we even do it at all kind of thing yeah um i mean even like the smaller things like the name oh the name for the zoo we struggled <laughs> on and we <laughs> and we fought on it for such a long time because i wanted this i don't know you kind of think of you kind of I idealize a name that you want for your business and you're just like, oh, it's just going to click into place. Yeah. And honestly, you're just on Google, like searching for words. And I was like, oh, should we find like a cool word of like what the world means and like a fun language. And I was like Googling <laughs> all these different like worlds and like a hundred different languages. And there was just nothing coming to me. And then you get a really good one. And then we were like, oh, is that okay? And then you'd like take it mm-hmm. to your mum and she'd be like, that's awful. Don't do that. And we were like, oh no, start from the <laughs> beginning. Um, so yeah, literally the name was such a classic example. And then Tom actually came across it because it's a slang word for your bottom um, in America. <laughs> and we were like, oh, okay, this kind of fits. Um, and yeah, and then we kind of just worked on it and obviously looked at how it worked graphically on like paper and how it would look visually and that kind of thing. Um, but no, 100%, there's so many times when you think, oh, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? And I mean, even like expanding the product range going forward, it's like, what product do you expand into next? And, you know, again, so much market research that goes into that. And mm. you know that, well, you're having conversation and you're looking at bringing products A, B or C and whichever one you choose is going to map out the future of your business for the next three months. And it could be a great decision. It could be a bad decision. And that's terrifying, but it's also, you know, a fun part mm-hmm. of being able to make those decisions. Um, and you just have to trust that, well, Tom and I have to trust each other and trust our instinct and the advice that we get from others. And hopefully we make the right ones sometimes. And also knowing that we will make the wrong ones sometimes, but mm-hmm. as long as we can learn from them and as long as they're not completely detrimental to the business, then I guess, you know, we embrace all the mistakes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And it's it's baby steps as well, right? So, I mean, yeah, at, least absolutely. You, at least when you're going through this process for the first time, you're learning every step of the way. And hopefully when you bring out a new product, you can learn from previous experiences and almost copy and paste the process and just tweak it when needed. So it mm. will probably become easier as you go along, um, yeah. which is great. So, you know, looking forward to that. So in terms of sort of like your next steps and your plans for the business, obviously you're still really new in terms of mm-hmm. getting yourself out there, getting your name known. Um, what are sort of like the next steps or medium term plans that you've got? Um, well, we definitely want to grow our social media presence. Um, because I think that's really important to any brand nowadays that's trying to be in the e-commerce space and if it's a part of your brand, especially because we've got such beautiful visuals of our roles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we think so. They're so sweet. They're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no. the little animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what exactly. Cool <laughs> yeah, so obviously we want to showcase that and you don't just want to be like, well, you know, if you're in a dinner party and you say, oh yeah, I sell toilet paper, then people are like, okay, cool, that's great. But then if you actually show them a photo, then they're like, oh wow, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely grow the Instagram, grow the socials because visuals is a lot and a fundamental part of Bazoo. Um, I mean, yeah, we've got a lot of plans. We want to also mm-hmm. start to reach out more to businesses. Um, obviously that's proving a bit hard right now, coming back to, I guess, the COVID negatives. Obviously everyone's struggling and trying to save pennies and sometimes a sustainable option is slightly more expensive mm. um, so we found it slightly tougher when reaching out to businesses and eco stores um, 
to, you know, just kind of gauge an interest and get replies really. Cause I know a lot of people have also got such backlogs, like there are hotels and there are eco lodges that we've mm-hmm. reached out to that we'd love to supply and kind of talk to, but we've just got nothing back because they're just so busy and they've been closed for a year and now they've suddenly got so many people coming and of they're not really thinking about toilet paper. They're just thinking about entertaining guests and enjoying, you know, being back in the hospitality industry kind of thing. So yeah, yeah that's really hard. Um, Do you know but- where I could, could see this sort of project, um, sorry, product is, yeah. you know, there's in, in London, there's quite a few sort of sustainable coffee shops and yeah. a lot of their products are very like eco-friendly and you can kind of see this like just, in one of those sort of like vegan like like toilet um toilet cubicles in like London like East London I see that all the time yeah. and I think they'd be quite like intrigued in that kind of yeah. thing because it is very friendly and they're just trying to make everything sustainable yeah. you know it's, it's useless selling like really sustainable coffee tea etc if your like toilet roll is not the same do you see what I'm saying like yeah. if you're getting it from a big provider mm-hmm. so like yeah I can, I can definitely see the vision and do you know what I, I would even say that I could see that in the complete opposite of what I say I, I'm working in the construction industry and mm-hmm. I've been in meetings where obviously the construction industry is notoriously uh, a heavy polluter um, of yeah. CO2 and all the, the chemicals and rubbish that gets polluted into the air and we have, we have meetings all the time you know right let's have um you know let's have jcbs that are powered with electric let's do this let's do that and massive mm. projects and it's actually thinking well there are small simple things like what you're doing that could just be done and that yeah. could be mm-hmm. something right we put them in okay well that lowers you know if we put them on every single site we can give them to every single customer then you know we, we can start doing things like that so i think with, with your products is there is there is sort of no one that it doesn't really appeal to mm-hmm. and that's something that, that i really sort of would like with with what you're doing Mm. No, I completely agree. Yeah. And I think, well, it's definitely an advantage, I guess. Toilet paper, everyone needs it. Everyone uses it. <laughs> I'm not, you know, trying to sell you diamonds or, you know, something that's <laughs> such a, something that you don't necessarily want. So no, we definitely see that advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, perfect. Well, say so we won't um, take up any more of your time. We, we do thank you for, for coming on. Um, we would love to really want to share your business share the project we think it's such a, a good thing to, to get behind um, yeah. where can people find uh, your account yeah of course so on instagram we are at we underscore are underscore bazoo um or our website is just www.wearebazoo.com um and yeah you should find everything on there or just head to the website and you'll find links to all the social media on there um and yeah hopefully we shouldn't be too hard to find otherwise we're not doing something right (laughs) (laughs) brilliant summary you know um and just to our listeners we'll put the links and any instagram tags just underneath our episode in the podcast so anyone that listens in they know where to find you guys as well can just click on the website or click on your instagram and find you straight away so hopefully that will help yeah perfect oh thank you so much yeah no no worries absolutely it was lovely to speak to you summary yeah thank you so much for having me great to speak to you guys yeah, and um, to everyone listening, thank you for uh, supporting the podcast. As always, uh, we urge you to go over to Bazoo's social media and websites, uh, check it out, um, and, and and let us know. Let us know if you've if you used it, and um, yeah, we'd we'd uh, we'll see you next week. Perfect. Thanks so much. Brilliant. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Thank Cheers. you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and check us out on Instagram at The First Quarter Club. See you next week.